If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. American Glutton is now on Patreon. If you want weekly bonus episodes, ad-free episodes, or you'd like to watch the video versions of the show, check out patreon.com slash American Glutton. We've also got a great community on our Discord channel, which is only available to our Patreon members. Check us out at patreon.com slash American Glutton. Hi. I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. American Glutton is brought to you by Trifecta. Trifecta is the perfect tool for diet and maintenance adherence. It reduces time, thought, and effort in making sure I am never without the food I need to succeed. Go to www.trifectanutrition.com slash American Glutton where you will get 40% off your first order. Today on American Glutton, I'm happy to welcome back the one and only Jake Steinfeld. Jake is quite simply a fitness legend. He has been inspiring people to not quit for decades. Today he's here to talk about his initiatives to fight childhood obesity. You can find Jake on Instagram at Official Body by Jake, and you can learn more about the National Foundation for Governors Fitness Councils at natgovfit.org. Jake Steinfeld, welcome back to the American Glutton Prod. Fuck, I'm going to say that whole thing again and get it edited out. <laughs> Shit. Let's go. Come on. Take two, baby. Take two. Jake Steinfeld, welcome back to the American Glutton Pod. I can't say the word today. I've never, wait never a second. Happened. Wait a second. This wait, wait, this is your show. This is my show. <laughs> the American Glutton podcast. I yeah, want to keep I, wanting to you say know what? How, about, how about I do the intro? Yes. Okay. Yes. 
All right, here we go. Hey, I'm Jake Steinfeld, the body by Jake. Welcome to the Ethan Suplee American Glutton Podcast. And uh, hey, wait a second. I'm the guest today, Big E. What's going on? I couldn't have done it better. I truly couldn't have. Thank you so much. All right, let me say, let me say this. My wife and I have been thinking or had been thinking a lot about childhood obesity. We have kids. I was an obese kid. This was a a subject that's near and dear to our heart. And we literally had Google searches of like, who's we, we wanted to know, like, what's happening in this space? Who's doing something? What's a project? And then randomly out of the blue, you send me a video and you're like, check this out. Like no explanation, no conversation. And it kind of was like, oh, this is this is this is what's happening. These are the people that that are dealing with it. They're fixing it. And I'm just so excited to talk to you about this, man. Well, listen, first of all, you know how I feel about you and what you've been able to accomplish in your life and continue to accomplish every day. I mean, uh, I think I follow 52 people on Instagram and you're one of those 52. I'm not much of a social media guy. I'm trying. I'm trying to be like you in that way. I'm trying. But, uh, you're you're awesome and an incredible inspiration to to not just hundreds of thousands, but millions of people who struggle every day, you know, with with their with their with their weight and 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 what they do and people don't understand. And truly, they don't look. I was an overweight kid, too. You remember when we spoke in the beginning of the pandemic? As a matter of fact, uh, and uh, and you know my story too. I was an overweight kid, not as overweight as you, but I had a terrible stutter. And uh, my dad bought me a set of weights at 13 years old, and it changed my life. And not only did the weights build my body, but it built my confidence and self-esteem. And you know, when you have confidence and self-esteem, man, you can achieve anything you want in your life. And when I listen to your show and see your show and see what you do and what you post. It's so damn inspirational, especially when you put that old football jersey on. And but but listen, that's the stuff because a lot of people do the rapid do, as I say, and don't have the backing up to show for it. Today, there's a million people on 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 Instagram and Facebook and YouTube doing fitness. And listen, I've always said this, and and Ian, you know this. We've had these conversations. There's plenty of room for everybody to succeed. Plenty. We live in the greatest country on the planet. Plenty of room for everybody to really succeed. But there's a way of talking to people, especially who are desperate for hope and help, right? And who want to make real change in their lives. And there, as you know, there's no easy way. It's, it is no and, pill. And, and then it's followed by, you know, look, I think there's like, as you say, there, there's room for everybody. And I agree 100%. I'm I don't think if you're if you're like a very serious bodybuilder and you're and you're and you're dealing with like how to get from eight to six percent body fat, like you don't need to listen to me. Like, oh, what, what's the point? Like, don't talk. I'm not you're not. You're my talking audience. To, listen, you're, you're talking to the audience that I've been talking to for years. It's, it's the people who struggle every day. Yeah. Every day about just getting started, about wanting the thing that I love what you're doing is you're showing that, look, exit. We both know exercise is boring. It's, if, if it wasn't boring, everybody be in great shape. I would have be. I'd probably still be a bouncer in Van Nuys somewhere, you, you know. <laughs> uh, but but the thing is, this is that 
people are desperate for hope and they really do want to make a change in their lives. And you opened up about kids and, and look, we, we both were overweight kids. Um, I, I, I have four kids uh, and a big part of my life. And you can cut back to you think about yourself. I'm, I'm a bunch older than you. I'll be 64 on Monday, as a matter of fact. Uh, and uh, and I remember taking the President Kennedy's physical fitness test. Right. And, it, you know, you had to do a pull up and a push up. And you had to climb a rope for a fat kid to climb a rope. Forget about it. Yeah, right. Not happening. Now, I could eat a pizza in quicker time than anybody else, but I ain't climbing a rope. I'm not doing the standing broad jump. I ran the 50 yard dash in about three days, you know, and that test that was put together was not to me wasn't meant to inspire. It was almost meant to to continue to embarrass right. kids who look, I I didn't love being overweight. I just didn't have the right tools. I wasn't ready yet. So in my mind, you know, it was always the fastest kid who got the hundred percentile, you know, and, and I just said, as the fitness industry, I got into the fitness industry. I've been very blessed in that as, as, as you know, I always said, I want to be able to give back one day because it's important that we all give back. And um, I had known Arnold Schwarzenegger since I'm 19 years old. When he became governor of the great state of California, he asked me would I become chair of the fitness council for him, which was a great honor, man. I mean, you know, chair of the California Council on Physical Fitness and Sport. And I'll never forget having a meeting with him. He says, uh, Jake, you know, I want you to have this position. And I said, Arnold, what, what do you want to accomplish? You know, what do you want me to accomplish? He goes, I want all Californians to be in shape. And I go, and I want you to fix all the freeways. You, you know what I mean? Come on, man. Don't, don't set me up to fail here. I said, what about if we go after kids Yeah. and do something? I have an idea. So I created this governor's fitness challenge, which was to get kids active 30 to 60 minutes every other day for a month, just, just a month, right? And you could do hula hoop. You could walk. If you're sitting at home with your parents, get up and do a march or, or whatever you do. You, 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 you log in, right? We had a whole thing for all the schools to log in. And if you did it for a month, you got a signed certificate, you know, a, a nice certificate of completion signed by all of them myself. And you got a patch. Amazing. You got a cool patch. In 2006, we had 10,000 kids in California take the fitness challenge. Not bad. By the time he was leaving office in 2011, we had 1,400,000 California kids take the fitness challenge. And then I had this idea to do this thing called the spotlight awards, kind of like the Academy awards for health and fitness. Right. And, and I did it, you know, we live in, in LA, you know, and everything is Hollywoodized. So I said, if I host this event, I have Arnold, who's a mega movie star, the governor, you know, hang these gold medals. I came up with this gold medal, really cool gold medal. We had seven awards, you know, uh, nonprofit of the year, um, teacher of the year, parks program of the year. We gave a check for $10,000, right? And a gold medal. It was a grand slam. But the big award was a brand new uh, $100,000 Don't Quit Fitness Center that, that um, I was going to provide to a school. And people went crazy. And when I did the first ribbon cutting, E, I knew right there, I said, listen, 
academics and fitness go hand in hand. I was never a, look, I was a C student. Uh, you know, I would always tell people, I, I, when I speak about it, I said, if I got a 77 on a test, my mom took me to Carvel. You know, I mean, I, you know, I grew up in New York, you know, got a brown bonnet, which was a favorite of mine. Uh, got a thousand on my SAT combined. But, you know, listen, we all have our superpowers and school wasn't one of them for me. Yeah. But academics and fitness go hand in hand. And I saw that when we did this fitness center, it, 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 it became the hub of the community. And I said, this is something that I want to continue to do. So I was named chair of the National Foundation for Governors Fitness Councils. This is my 10th year in this position. And I kind of reorganized a broken down um, deal, uh, reorganized it, created a 501c3, which is a nonprofit out of the federal government, right? So it's a standalone. And I brought in sponsors, partners, you know, the private and public partnerships working together with companies like the Coca-Cola company, Anthem, Nike, Wheels Up, all came together. And I said, I have a single mission. I want to put as many fitness centers in elementary and middle schools in this great country of ours. And um, I'm, I'm happy to report that the video that, that I sent over to you, um, we've done 38 states with 38 governors um, this, this year. And, and let me just tell you the way we do it, right? So each year I choose four states. Uh, we do our homework on the governors. This isn't a Democrat or Republican issue. This is a kid's issue. There's no taxpayer funding. There's no government funding. All done, as I mentioned, with public-private partnerships. Um, and I call Governor's Cole. I, I, I just pick the phone up, you know, old school, like this, right? Pick up the horn, and I have a list. And uh, I get the chief of staff on the phone, and I explain, you know, this is what we're doing. And I've got three brand-new $100,000 Don't Quit Fitness Centers as a gift. Not a grant, and e, you know about with your wife with grants. It's a it's a process. It cuts the real people out of the opportunity because yeah. they don't know how to write a grant. It a gift becomes bureaucratic. Yeah, that's right. A gift is what your parents give you, your grandparents give you, your aunts and uncles give you. I'm Uncle Jake here, and we're given a gift. Yeah, and uh, it's the it's the greatest thing in the world. When when I do get a governor on the phone, they go, "What's the catch?" This is too good to be true, Jake, you know? Right. And I said, there's, there's no catch. The only thing is we do a joint press release that we're coming to town and that when we do the ribbon cutting in October, we do them in October, um, Governor E, you have to be at least one of the ribbon cuttings. Right. And they all come to all three. And this year we chose uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, um, Idaho, and Nebraska. And how many states do you have left? You've done 38. You're going to do this will be 42. This will be 42. Uh, I'm funded through. Uh, I, listen, I will tell you this. And if anybody rolls their eyes about the Coca-Cola company, I'm going to come and give them a little wackadoo because, listen, everything, as you know, e in moderation. Right. Sure. Coca-Cola company has been so supportive of programs like mine. And they asked for nothing in return, no promotion, no marketing or nothing in the school. Obviously, there's a whole lot. Look, there's a red can Coke, as we all know, but they they have 140 some odd brands and they've been an incredible partner of mine. Nike, the same thing. Anthem have, have been with me since the beginning. I mean, I've been a big believer in relationships. 
you know, and um, business, personal, as you know, my wife and I have been married going on 34 years now. Uh, and, and it's important, you know, relationships, conversation, partnerships. And for what I'm able to do, um, to go to these schools, e, and, and I will tell you this, it is so uplifting. You know, we live in a time right now where everybody's on each other's backs. Um, it's, it's sad for, forget us, man, for our kids, you know, and, and I just want to do what I can do, right, which, which is put these fitness centers in schools. When I go visit, it's just amazing to see what, what, what people who don't, they have so little, but do so much with the biggest, kindest hearts who help and the kids and the parents and the community comes together because, look, on every street that we live on, although you're now a Florida guy, uh, but even though you live, there's a yoga studio, an Equinox. It's, oh, where we go, there's not a fitness center in 20, 30, 40 miles. Right. And this fitness center becomes the hub of the community. And we ask the schools that are the recipients of this brand new $100,000 Don't Quit Fitness Center uh, to keep the fitness center open before and after school, as well as on weekends. So not just uh, the kids and the teachers can exercise, but the moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles can come in and exercise too. And it uh, this upward spiral of success because we see, and as you know, because you talk about this, when you're exercising, you're healthier. You're not homesick. And if you're not homesick, you're in your classroom. If you're exercising, you're less fidgety. You're less fidgety, you're more focused. You're more focused, you do better on your tests. You do better on your tests. Your teachers are proud of you. Your parents are proud of you. You can look in the mirror, building confidence and self-esteem. You can become proud of who you are. It's this upward spiral of positivity. And, uh, and Listen, the gym, honestly, of, of everywhere on earth is maybe the, easy, the easiest place to have a, 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 an objective metric of improvement. Yeah. I thought, I thought you were going to say something else. In a gym, everybody's kind of even. No one knows how much money anybody has. Right. No one knows us. Hey, do me a favor, brother. Could you come over and give me a spot? Yeah. You know, do me a favor. Could you help me load this up? Hey, man, would you count these reps? With me? I'll give you an anecdote, a little, little moment. And this is something that I never forget. There was a science teacher. You know, we get a lot of texts and e emails and back in the day, letters. Uh, and I'll never forget this. The science teacher wrote me a letter. And, and, you know, when we go do a ribbon cutting, I make a little speech to the school. And, and I challenge the teachers to get in the gym, to get in the fitness center too, to work out with the kids. So the teacher says, Jake, it was such an honor to have you come in. I listened to what you said. I love your story. I took your challenge. And I went in to the fitness center. Now, I'm a guy that runs marathons. So I was on the treadmill and I was running. And all, and he goes, and a, a number of the kids in my science classes saw me doing that. And they came up to me and they said, Mr. Smith, you're like Superman, you know? And it was, a, he says, you know what, guys, I love to run and we should all try to do this together. And he said, Jake, that moment, you know, I was never the most friendly teacher. I, was, I didn't have the best personality. He said, but the kids and I connected in that fitness center and those kids now 
and I have become friends. And not only are they running with me, but they're doing better on their tests in their science class. Right. And I just want to say thanks. And it was those kinds of little stories, man. It just, yeah. Yeah. I, I think about it on so many different levels. Like, um, we can all sit back and go like, we're aware that the, the adult obesity crisis is a thing, but it's something that when you learn as a kid, these habits and behaviors of inactivity, overeating, that's something that becomes really tough to break as an adult. But if you learn, if you have those better habits as a kid, then you just don't have to deal with it in the same way. And that's why, we only put a fitness center in an elementary or a middle school because I still say that kids are still in that Gumby stage. They're like sponges and they learn so much. And what they do is they take that learning from the fitness center back home. Yeah. And because, because as you know, when, when you're, when you're training, you're, you're less interested in putting shitty stuff in your body. Right. And it's that, once again, that upward spiral of, of real success is that when you're kind of sitting around, yeah, I'm going to have a couple of slices. I'm going to have, uh, listen, I love pizza. I love chocolate. I love, I love ice cream. I should just sit with me very well these days, but M&Ms are my downfall. I could do a pound bag in a second. I could, I could, if there was an Olympic event for pound bag of plain M&Ms, <laughs> I, I win. I challenge anybody on a Saturday. That's my cheat day, Saturdays. But, but uh, you, you know, what I'm saying is this. Hey, don't take yourself too seriously. Don't make yourself nuts. You talk about it, too. I see it, which I love. You fall off a little bit. You, you eat something. These days, um, I train so I could eat. You know, yeah. not taking my shirt off these days in television or anything like that. But I keep myself at 225. I have a 33-inch waist. And it's been that way, you know, for as long as I thought, okay, 34, I bullshitted you. I, 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 got, I, I was saying 34, 33 came out. What can I tell you, man? You know? Yeah. No, I love it. I, I think that this is all so beautiful. And, and, you know, when I, when I look around at little kids, I, I feel like a connection to overweight little kids because that, that was me, you know, and, and I was just a thoroughly miserable kid and, the way that weight loss and health were presented to me were these kind of enforced things that I wasn't really a participant in. They were right. just happening to me. So I love what you're doing where you're just, you're just saying, if you want to get involved, you can, here's this thing, here's what we're doing. And you're inviting people and they're coming. And I think it's a great, great format. Well, let me just say this. I, you would, you are awesome and would be incredible talking to kids because I think your story is so visual anyway, you're a movie star, but more importantly, you 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 live, you live what you rap, man. And that's important for kids to see because, you know, as we know, you know, our kids, are, kids are smart, man, real smart. Little kids are real smart, you know? Yeah. And, and they, they, they see, they know, they can look in your eyes. Like, you know, when you're watching, like when people are watching us, you can look in our eyes, there's truth coming there, right? Yeah. You know, when you're watching, as you as an actor, you know, when you're watching other actors, you're watching a TV show, uh, that guy, 
he's bullshitting. So you know, they he's did, yeah, they didn't work as hard as they could. It, 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 that's exactly right. But, you, you know, I, I would love for you, we talked about this off, off air, I would love for you to come to one of these ribbon cuttings this October and, and speak to the kids. Bring, bring that jersey. Because uh, that, you know, that is the most visual thing in the world. I remember when I was doing my fitness shows, you know, my Body by Jake shows, and we would show, you know, when you say, hey, you can lose 10 pounds. And E, you lost lots of 10 pounds, a lot of them. I took a piece of what was fat. I said, this is 10 pounds of body weight right here. And you're going, oh, my God. And when people saw that visual, they go, holy smokes. You know, if I can lose that. See, if you can visualize things, you can achieve. Yeah. You know, it's, it's no different than when you write down your goals. Yeah. When you write them down, they become more of a reality as opposed to just daydreaming them. Write them down. Repeat them visualize. I'm so into what you're saying about goals too. And I think that sometimes, and this is a, this is a, another strange thing that I've experienced where I have a goal. I become tunnel vision to that goal. I arrive at the goal. And then it's like, wait a second. I didn't, I wasn't thorough enough in telling myself what the goal was because when I look around, I got, ex I, I did exactly what my goal was. And it's not right, or it ends here, right? And then, and then I haven't thought through it far enough. So I, I like to talk to people about being really thorough with your goal. Is your goal just losing 10 pounds and that's it? Because guess what? If that's it, maybe you start gaining your weight back the next day. You know what yeah, I mean? Or, or you look at it as what is my ultimate goal? Yeah. What's the ultimate goal? 10 pounds is awesome. But think about this for a second. If the person who's listening right now says, yeah, 10 pounds, yeah, exactly, E, it's 10 pounds. But wait a second, I've just lost those 10 pounds. What else could I do? Yeah. I didn't think I could do that. If I achieve this goal, what's next? Yeah. And my thing has always been, man. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
just take the shot. You know, you you never know. You've heard all the, you you know, all the sports metaphors in that world. But in order to succeed, you have to fail a lot. And we've all done it. We've all failed a lot. But when especially when it comes to goal setting is it's great to have goals, but you should have an ultimate goal, too. And goals change because as you're as you're fighting towards this goal. Always be surgical, right? To me, it's about like I'm as I'm a wacko when it when, when it comes to this, right? Everything in my life is reps and this and that. And my wife makes me a little crazy. What's wrong? You know, just <laughs> relax for two seconds. But I am relaxed. That's how that's my life, right? And everybody, what what everybody is very different, right? So what works for you, we might not necessarily work for me. Right. So when you especially you having all these different guests on your show. You have tens of thousands of people listen to you all the time. Different things resonate from different people to different people. And that's what makes a very well-rounded show and a very well-rounded person. And I'm going to try this. I relate to this guy. I, I understand. It's like, listen, you can talk about being that fat kid, right? You lived it. You yeah. can show it. I had a stutter, right? And it never really goes away. It's always, it's deep in there. But no one can say to, to, to you, uh, oh, I understand. Well, no, you don't understand what it's, what it's like to get up and not be able to read out loud or not be able to speak. Yeah. And it, you, it's a thought process that has to go on where I learned from myself to speak from here. And I was blessed that my parents didn't put me in that room 222 when I was, you know, in fifth and sixth grade, when the principal of the school said, you know, uh, Jake doesn't read. And it wasn't, I didn't read out loud. You know, the teacher would always ask the class, if you remember those days, uh, let's take a paragraph and read out loud and go up and down. I would much rather have swan dive off of a bridge. Right. Then, and I would try to memorize that paragraph. Yeah. But we all, like, like my grandmother says, we all have our Michigas, man. You know, every, everybody's got something. But when we can talk about it and relate it and know that everyone is challenged every day. Look, listen, I came out here to be Mr. America, right? That was my goal in life. I, I read all the muscle magazines and Everybody said eat 18 eggs and 24 chickens a day and you too can become Mr. America. I clucked a lot, but it didn't happen because nobody talked about steroids, right? I came to LA summer 1977. As I remember the story I tell, you know, as I say, when the dinosaurs still roam the earth, I mean, Arnold and Lou Ferrigno and all the big bodybuilders. And I came in second place in the Mr. Southern California contest. I went from 231 pounds to 201 pounds wow. in four weeks. You know, you go to zero carbs. The whole, that, was the, that was the bit. Uh, now, I was ripped. I looked great. I couldn't spell my name. I didn't know my name. You know, no carbs. Yeah, huh? What's your name? I don't know, but look at my abs. You, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my abs have abs. Uh, my abs had abs. But I, I it... It was a moment where I'm a big believer in life is about moments where that decision that I had to make of my ultimate goal was Mr. America. I left college. 
I left my family. I left a girlfriend. I left my friends, all of which you have said, you know, oh, come on, you're going to California. You're never going to make it, man. You know, and how many people, interestingly enough, sometimes are negative, not out of wanting to be mean, but like even my parents said, listen, are you... Uh, don't go out there. It's not going to work because they don't want to see you get hurt. No, it's fear. Yeah, it's it's fear. And I remember that moment when I said I was afraid to take steroids. That that was my that was my story. I was afraid. If I wasn't afraid, I probably would have tried. But I was afraid of putting a needle in my own battissimo, you know, and it all ran through my mind at 19 years old saying, hearing those words of all my friends and girlfriends say, oh, you'll be back in New York. You're coming home. I said, I'm not going to become Mr. America. I love working out. I love what it does for me. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to stay here. And fortunately for me, right place, right time, right moment. You know, I was the first guy to do personal fitness training yeah. and made it an occupation. But I'm telling the story because we were just talking about I'm now hanging around at that time with, with the most famous, richest celebrities on the planet. And I learned the greatest lesson of all. They're just like us, man. Right. The only difference is they had a dream and they never took no for an answer. And I said to myself, wait a second, I might never direct ET2, but I'm going to have my own success in life. And it was because of, of that moment, that ability that A, I, I didn't leave because the worst thing you could ever do, and, and this is what I'm, this is my main point here, is quit on yourself. Yeah. Or just say, I'm done, I can't do it. Because look, failure is not death. Death is death. You know, look, when the director yells cut, then it's over, right? But yeah. failure is not death. And to me, as a bodybuilder, it wasn't that I failed, it was I had to make a decision that I didn't want to keep going down this path. And here I was loving what I was doing. I loved exercise, how I felt. And I took that in a different direction. So ultimate goals change. Yeah. Goals can change. Don't think that, well, if I didn't achieve this, I'm a loser. Right. And then you kind of spin out and you're sitting on the side of the road and bad things happen then. Keep moving. And the, Keep beautiful, moving. the beautiful thing about what you're saying, too, and the way you've developed this program is the kids come in with the goal. Whatever the goal is, they're, they're not, it's not a school requirement. It's not a state requirement. Right. It's not a parental requirement. It's you're appealing to the kids and going, hey, I have this program. I'm going to make a game out of it. Do you want to come play this game? And it seems to be very interesting to them. Oh, let, let me tell you something. When, like, like I said, you put, you give the schools the tools. It isn't like we come in and I, I bring you with me. You tell a great story and we say, hey, kids, you got to exercise. And that's all good too. But we leave with, you know, give everyone a T-shirt and a medal and, and then we leave. That, that lasts for a couple of days. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the old adage, right? You, you, you know, you can give a guy a fish. He's not hungry for a day. You teach him how to fish. He's never hungry again. It's a very smart a Jewish philosopher who said that, by the way, Maimonides. Oh, thank you. I thought it was a Steinfeld, but okay, thank you. <laughs> Close. Yeah. Maimonides Witz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maimonides Berg. Yeah. Uh, but, but the idea is that 
with this fitness center in the school, man, these kids come in and it's, it's crazy to see, man, as, as little kids, they try and exercise and they go, Oh my gosh, like we talked about, if I can lose 10 pounds, if I can do this rep, which I never did before, if I can do a push up that I never did before, maybe tomorrow I do two and then six and then 12. What else can I achieve? Do you do, do you like remember that. your first pull up, Jake? The first time you were able to do a pull up, do you remember Man. it? I, you know what? I remember the first time I had 135 pounds on a barbell to right. do a bench. Yeah. Right. And I remember the first time 225, then 315. But I don't remember the first pull up. Do you remember the first? Pull-up? I remember my first pull up like it's I was in a hotel in North Carolina. And I just, I had been so big my whole life that I just was like, this is never in the cards for me. And then I'd lost a lot of weight, but I wasn't really thinking about that. And somebody said, you should do pull-ups. And I was like, I can't do pull-ups. And he said, a buddy said, try one. And I tried and I could do a pull-up. Wait, 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 wait. So were you in a hotel gym? Give me the, give me the set. Give me the layout. Were you in a hotel gym? Shooting a pilot, North Carolina, hotel gym. Me and a buddy are working out. He says, you ought to do pull-ups, work on upper body. And I was like, I could never do that. I'm way too heavy. I've never done anything like that before. He said, just try. I tried and I was able to do one. And I almost started crying because it was such a bizarre. I mean, a pull-up <laughs> is a big deal. Now, did you do the pull-up this way or this way? I, I started off. What yeah. is this? Is this military? No. Military. No, no, it's a pull-up. No, it's no, it's a pull-up this way. Yeah. Now, look, as you know. There's so many different ways. What, what I love most about exercise is that you can move your hands, right? A little bit further apart, further apart, and you work in a different part of your back. Yeah. You turn your hands this way, you engage, you know, the old biomans in there, right? Yeah. The biceps. Same thing with curls. Same thing with if, if you're benching, the further out you go, which you shouldn't do, you know, it's not, not, not good. But you, you come in close, now you work your triceps. Yeah. So you can never, to me, Look, we're talking to two guys who love working out. It's, yeah. You know, it's I can sit and talk to you for seven and a half hours just about every single body part. Although I have to be honest, I, I when I see you do leg day, I'm I'm a bit jealous, man, because you know I haven't done legs in a lot of years, man. You know, it used to my thighs got big, my calves never grew. I have very very lean calves, so you know it's a. Uh, like Arnold would say, Jake, you go to the beach and you're going to go, you're going to drop right down to your knees. Listen, you know? I'll tell you the best workout for your calves. Gain 200 pounds <laughs> and then stay that weight for about 20 years and your calves are going to be enormous. Because you got huge calves, man. I see, I see you. I say, I say, geez, look at these calves, man. He's an animal. It's I amazing. say, you know what? My calves never grew. I did donkeys. I had guys on my back doing, I mean, you know, every exercise you can imagine. Yeah. Every other part of my body get big, not my calves. Yeah. The calves, the calves are tricky and the calves are something that I don't work. At. I never work. my. All right. Calves. All right. Forget it. Stop rubbing it in. Man. I Come carried on. a lot of weight for a long time. I was rucking <laughs> 250 pounds. So e, let me ask you a question. Since the last time we spoke, which is now almost two years ago. Yeah. Almost two years ago. What have you learned most about doing this show? About doing the show, really that it's like basically my therapy, you know, like if, if, 
if for sobriety, I can go talk to sober people about staying sober. I have this as a version of that. I also, you know, have a lot of ideas about what is right and wrong for myself. And I want to challenge that. I want to talk to guys who say like veganism is correct. And I want to talk to guys who say you should never eat a single plant and, and <laughs> see like, does any of that work for me? And I don't want to challenge them. I just want to hear them out. You know what I mean? Because I think there are a lot of varying viewpoints in this space. And I think it's important that we figure out what is absolutely best for ourselves. But you know what, though? With that said, I'm, I'm going to jump for one second here. Is It's really about moderation. Yeah. You know, I don't think what any one of these guys about veganism, about don't now just eat meat or keto. Think, look, I, I, I've been in this industry now for 44 years, right? Jeez. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, and fads come and go. You know, the word diet comes and goes. As you know, it's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle commitment. And you have to find out what works for your body. Yeah. You know, because some guy could be a vegan and it works great for them. Another guy or gal does it. And they're weak and tired and their muscles atrophy. And, you know, you, you really need to understand and, and, and take the time to understand. But don't make yourself nuts. The thing is, don't, don't make exercise and dieting a second job, yeah. right? Make it a part of your lifestyle. You already have a job. You might have a family. You have enough stress in your life. The last thing you need is sweat about, what am I going to eat? Should I eat this? Should I not eat that? Moderation. I'm a big believer in, and I've been talking about this for a lot of years. You got to have that day. If you're an M&M guy or a pizza guy or an ice cream guy, you got to do it. Got to do it once a week. You really do. Because if you don't, one day you're going to wake up and you're going to eat a Volkswagen. And then, you know, with all due respect to Volkswagens, but you're, you're, you're back to zero. And that's not good. So it's, it's just, it's really good to be able to train yourself to have that moment, to live your life, to enjoy every moment of your life, but don't be strapped to, I got to do uh, and, and, and miss out. Because the one thing we know, you can make money, you can lose money, you can gain weight, you can lose weight, but you can never get time back. Yeah. And that's the thing that, that I have so, much, have so much more understanding of as you do get a little bit older that, you know, I blink my eyes and my four kids are not little, little midgets anymore. You know, they're 29, 27, 22, and 20. A girl and three boys are all big kids. And uh, like, wait a second, where'd that go? They, yeah. They, they were all in car seats in the back of the car. Yeah. I completely agree with you with about moderation and lifestyle. And I, I just think I'm, I'm becoming more and more an advocate for just like understanding what maintenance is, understanding what it means to be neither losing weight nor gaining weight. Because it, for me, that's just as hard as any hard diet, you know, because yeah. it requires some thought. It isn't just, I, I don't know from eat until I'm full. That doesn't mean anything to me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I've ruined that. No, that's it. Listen, I'm with you because we don't get full. No. There's no. no full. There's no off switch. I no. eat fast and I eat everything. 
I'm, brother, we eat like we're going to the electric chair. That's that's, right. that's what I, I'm telling you. Every every I'm with you a thousand percent. Yeah. And when people say, "Oh my gosh, that's so sweet," I go, I, "You know, I've never said that word. <laughs> I've never used that. I've never said, oh, that's too sweet." Yeah. I mean, you know, like I, I I eat a piece of German chocolate cake on Saturday night, and I had my wife try it, and we had two friends with us. They try to go, "Oh my god, I, I can't." I go, "I drank it." I go, I think I might need another because it was so delicious. They go, how did you do that? Yeah. My teeth hurt when, when I'm, I go, I don't know. It was yeah. just delicious to me. Yeah, no, I know my wife will complain if there's too much fat on a piece of meat. And I'm like, I want more. <laughs> I want to tell the butcher, don't trim it. You know what right. I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Um, but you know what, though? To be able to laugh about it, too, is is cathartic in a way. But also, it kind of opens up because you talk so much about it. I have another question for you. I know this is your show, not mine. No, hit me. What, what, what was the crazy, we're having a, a guest on, what was the craziest thing someone, someone proposed to you about how to lose weight or keep weight off? I don't mean crazy, I mean out there. I know, I, you know, the craziest stuff has not been on the show because there, I have encountered really, really crazy stuff in my life as a right. kid living in Los Angeles. My mom would take me to people who were, I think, like modern snake oil salesmen, you know, <laughs> and and I, I would see stuff. And that's something some of those things. I don't know if they exist because I do think these things come in waves and trends. Um, but like. I, you know, when I was a kid and I've written a short story, an essay about this, when I was a kid, I was taken to uh, a woman's guest house in the valley and there were all these machines. But it was like it was like if a movie set built weird machine contraptions, like I don't think any of them were real. And she took a Polaroid picture of me and rubbed some water on the back of the Polaroid and then showed me and my mother that like. As she moved it in the light, it had a rainbow fluorescence in the water. And she said, based on that, she's going to magnet magnetize some water for me. And she put these brass leads in water and flipped switches and then gave us the water and literally told me, take a cap full of this water before you eat anything. You're going to lose weight. It did nothing. <laughs> did nothing. Wow. But, but I'm talking about, I mean, that's that's. Wacko yeah. land. But yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, you know, when when you're sitting with a guest and someone and you ask, OK, so what what do you do? And you were sitting there going, I can't believe this. Was there any one of those moments? I mean, listen, I'm a, a, a bit more accustomed to veganism because I grew up in Los Angeles and I've known a bunch of vegans and right. there's big PETA outposts in L.A. And so it's a thing. And so it right. wasn't veganism doesn't shock me. I've had people on who are plant-based and that's not shocking to me. I got to tell you, um, I was around for the, the advent of Atkins, which now we call keto. It's basically the same thing. It, it is the same. Yeah. I don't know what the difference is. We're just not paying homage to Dr. Atkins anymore. Right. Um, so that doesn't shock me, but when this flip happened to all meat, right? Because even on Atkins and keto, you have some veggies and fiber when it flipped to no, you should just be eating steaks and like elk hearts and stuff like that. That was the that kind of got me going like, really? 
that's your diet. You just eat meat. And now I know there are like tribes in Africa and Inuits and, and there are groups of people and civilizations who have subsisted almost entirely off meat and blood and organs and milk. And so I go like, okay, well, it's not completely insane, but like those groups of people also don't drive cars and live in cities. And there's a lot of stuff we do in modernity that has nothing to do with like, I have a cow in my backyard and I puncture its neck once a month and drink its blood. And that's literally what some of these tribes are doing, you know? Yeah. No, that's, it, it's got to be, it's, it's got to been so interesting for you, the evolution of the show. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it's, it's still, I'm still very interested because I still find hacks and tricks and things that I can do in the gym or things that I can do. And like, even just down to recipes, how I'm cooking my food is all. So I always think there's more to learn because I do really, at the end of the day, Jake, think this is a lifelong pursuit for me. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think the more you're doing it, I think, you know, people, people need to hear it that look, if, if you're able to do what you've done and it's extreme, I mean, that's like the extreme makeover show, you know, Ethan Suple. I mean that you, you are it, man. And to be able to keep that weight off the way you're doing and turn that that whole idea of you're able, there is muscle underneath. Everybody's got muscle, right? No matter, there's going to be a lot of fat there, but everybody's got abs. They're there. You proved it. And I think that that is sensational, man. And and it's it's a great, great thing what you do and how you do it. You don't preach it, you talk it, you live it. And I think if we all did that, then we'd live in a, a, a much healthier, uh, beautiful world. But we're getting there because we're doing it the way we both do it. And it's awesome to spend time with you, man. And uh, I'm counting on you this October. Yeah, dude. To, uh, I, I, to come again, to one of our fitness center open, openings. I'm, I'm in 100%. I, I had thought about childhood obesity before the pandemic happened. We suddenly took kids that were already being incentivized to be inactive with video games and phones. And we said, now you're now you're not even allowed to go walk around at school. Now you're right. doing it all in your house. Obesity has has not doubled, but I think it's gone up by um, some huge factor. Well, it's so insane. It's, well, obviously, we we haven't gotten numbers in the last two years. Right. But, you know, there are some 26, 30, 30 some odd million kids and teenagers who are considered obese. Yeah. And that number is only rising. And, but the see, in my look, I have I have a reason that I feel that you look at this country and we're getting fatter and fatter. And interestingly enough, you know, we could kind of close on this is that there are all these fitness people out there. And which is what we started our conversation on Instagram, 26 million followers and this. What are they really doing and saying? I think a lot of them do more harm than good. As to because what happens is if you make a problem, look, I've tried my hardest. You know, you can't buy trust. I try to live the way I live and the products that I propose and put out there. You have to use them. Right. But they're all credible, real. And this is what I continue to do. You know, we have a nutrition shake called Don't Quit um, that we work diligently on. It's got 33 grams of protein, 26 vitamins and minerals and two grams of fat. And uh, it's working here in Southern California. I'm working hard on that. But there's a lot of people 
who do an injustice because they're just looking to make a quick buck. And that is a disservice to what we do and what what people deserve. Because as I said, a lot of people listen to this show for interest and inspiration, but also for hope. And you provide that and the guests provide that. And, 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 and I want to provide it realistically. But that's what I'm saying, right? Not, not, hey, let's cut to the commercial and there's a little pill that you take. Now, wouldn't we all love it, right? right. But it surely isn't that way. Yeah. And you have to live this life every day. And even if you're just doing a little bit every day, you can do it. You can achieve it. You know, my poem, Don't Quit, right? There was, you know, given to me when I was cut from my eighth grade basketball team. And uh, the last two lines of the poem, I trademarked the words don't quit in 1981, are stick to the fight when your hardest hit. It's when things seem worst that you must not quit. Don't quit on you. I love it. Jake, thank you so much. E, it's a pleasure, man. And uh, I'll continue to follow you on Instagram. I always DM you and my kids. That's it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And I can't wait. October, you need me. I'm there wherever you I'm want. calling you. And then you can follow the stuff that I'm doing. I try to post an official body by Jake on Instagram. And uh, do you and post you, about NFGFC on your yeah, Instagram? I, I don't do it, but I, I, I've got to. I'm, I'm, I'm going to post more about the National Foundation for Governors Fitness Councils. But if you want, you can go to the website and check it out at natgovfit, N-A-T-G-O-V-F-I-T dot org. And it tells you about what it is we're doing. You can watch the video that I sent you and uh, and just see the kind of work that that I love to do. And it's about giving back. And we should all try to give back in our own way. Yes, and that makes this place a, a whole lot better for, for our kids. So when they come up, that's what it's all about. Appreciate you, Jake. Thank you. All right. E, don't quit. And now for the Q&A. Today's question is from Simon. Hi, Simon. Hi, Ethan. First, I want to take you. Sorry. He says, first, I want to thank you for this great podcast. I'm currently binge listening to it. He said, I'd love to hear your journey from your wife's point of view. I've been walking, weight training, cycling, and dieting for more than a year now. And I even got from 320 pounds to 270 pounds and added 10 to 20 pounds of muscle. So that's amazing. Um, amazing. He says, yeah, he says, I'm still not able to bring my wife along as I would have liked to my journey. It seems I'm hurting her when I don't eat her meals. She doesn't understand that I need to weigh pretty much everything I eat. She'd like us to have dessert or a snack together every day. She doesn't seem to understand that I can be grumpy when I train and restrict my calories. She does not approve when I ask her not to buy some foods. It's like we're in two universes, me having to manage food as fuel and her being okay to manage it as entertainment. We have five kids and she's the same as she's been when we first started going out together without ever adding any pounds. So I think it's time to bring Brandy on so we can hear her journey from her point of view. That would be helpful for me. But he's basically, he says, thank you. But I, I think this is like such a great topic. And, you know, it, it you've talked about this a bit before, but um, yeah, I think that's like a, a universal thing people are going through is when you, you're one, one person doesn't need to be on a diet and they want to have fun and eat ice cream in front of the TV at night and so on. So um, even though his question ends with bring brandy, I think, you know, we get what he's asking. Yeah. I don't know 
what the likelihood of getting brandy on here is. Um, but I'm sure she has a completely different perspective of all of it than I do. And, and, and maybe not inverse, but totally her own. And she could probably add some insight and it would be nice to hear from her, uh, in this way. Um, I empathize with you. I, I think that, you know, you probably should have a sit down with your wife. I, I mean, look, I, I don't like the word should, but if I was you, I would have a sit down with my wife and say, here are all my goals and purposes with what I'm doing. And here's what I need from you. And I'd also find out what she needed from me. And if your wife needs you, if my wife needed me to go out to dinner occasionally, then I would do it. Um, because I'm just saying this because I do, and I don't ever really want to go out to dinner anymore. Um, you know, like right now I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about like, I'm going to be in New York on these dates this year. And when I think about that, I think like, I want to go to Masa. I want to, um, go to Sushi Eki. I want to go to Carbone. I want to go to Emilio's Bellato. I want to do all those things. But I suspect like when we get down to it and I'm in New York, I'm going to want to go to Whole Foods and make sure that I got the food that I need for all the other time that I'm there. And that's going to be my bigger priority. So I completely understand, but like you're in a relationship with somebody else and what are their needs and wants? And if part of their needs and wants are going out to dinner, then maybe you got to figure that out. And, and, you know, and if there's some compromise of going somewhere where you can eat within your plan bring your scale uh, do figure it out, then maybe you do that. But I, I think that, um, there, there should be able to be found some middle ground there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know that, uh, there's something really kind of fun about being in a relationship where you're, I mean, obviously where you're supporting each other and you're being a team. And so if I could just add to it, I'd say it's like, it, it's that, aspect of it. Like, yeah, what do you need from me? What do I need from you? Because my long-term goal is this and what's yours and all of that. But it sounds like they've been together a while, but I know that feeling of like, you want to, you want to have these moments. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Finish what you're saying. No, I was just going to say, you want to have these shared experiences together. Right. And sometimes that involves like a fun treat or a great dinner or whatnot. So yeah, I guess I was just saying like there, there's there's got to be a way to get on the same page with your partner and say, cool, just I know you want it to be ice cream tonight and I just want it to be X, Y, Z. And there's some there's some way to to actually mesh the two. That's all. Yeah. But what were you going to no. you were going to have me go back and ask uh, read another part? No, I just want to know how much weight did he lose? W what were those metrics again? Yeah, he went from 320 to 270 and says he added 10 to 20 pounds of muscle. Yeah, that's a good amount. That's a that's a that's a lot of weight to lose. Um and I I mean I'm assuming he didn't say explicitly but that he gained this weight over the course of their relationship. 
Yeah, he didn't really say, but he said that basically she um, has she's the exact same um, than when they first started going out 25 years ago. So maybe, yeah, he didn't say that he gained it over that time, but it sounds like it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a I mean, that's a tough situation, but I I, and I would just um, I would root for you to have a a very um, heartfelt conversation with your wife and lay out everything you're trying to accomplish and include her in it more um, and get some agreements from her, but then also figure out how you could be amenable more to what she wants too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great advice. That's my suggestion. I like it. If you have a question that you would like even to answer, please email it to us at americanglutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.